Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from our guest speaker. It's a new year. Um, did you guys have a good 2018? Yeah? I mean, even if it was hard, can you look back over 2018 and see how God met you and where he met you and how you've grown? Can you see that? I can see it in a lot of your lives, and the, the ones I, I can't, I probably just don't know you well enough. Um, but, guys, it's a new year, and I'm really excited. I, I promise you, I prophesy to you, that uh, God's going to exceed everything he did last year, this year. That it's going to be more, bigger, higher, greater. And I don't feel like it's going to be that hard of work. I feel like there's a momentum that's just going to keep going. And um, it's a really fun ride. But just because there's momentum doesn't mean we're not intentional. And um, so I want to talk about faith a little bit. Um, 8.12, okay. Um, So first I want to talk about what not faith is. Just so you can see the contrast. Um, You know, life without faith, I don't think it's worth living. It's like you're existing. You don't expect anything to happen to you. Every day is like Russian roulette. You have no power over your circumstances. Um, And I think that's the opposite of faith. Um, I think if you have a a lifestyle of of fear or confusion, or you never get your hopes up for anything, Andrea. (laughs) I love you. You're awesome. No, but if you, if you internalize not having anything and not expecting anything to change. I know people who are Christians and they don't expect anything to change. Um, that's not faith. Not faith is when you feel trapped and there's no way out. Is there any area in your life where you feel like you're trapped and there's no way out? Um, fear, when fear and doubt become your God... You're not in faith. And I think it's, there's a mentality that you need to have. You, you can't do nothing and grow. You can't not actively participate and, and expect uh, fruit if you don't step into something. And there needs to be a mentality that causes you to hook into what God's doing. And... Um, The way you feel when you wake up, the way you feel when you think about this year, think about how you felt at the beginning of last year. That perspective is really important. Faith is what connects you to God's power. And um, I believe that there's a subtle sense of defeat that many Christians can have. I can have. I'm no different than you. A a sense of defeat and like a love of God that's they're sort of side by side. Um. We were in pre-service prayer, and Micah had this great word about people entering the battle. And it made me think of um, the Holocaust. Okay, they had these concentration camps. Hey, sweetie. They had these concentration camps, okay? And um, there is like 100,000 Jews in the concentration camp, and there's about 50 guards. And because the Jews had a mentality of defeat and not of battle, 
they let something that they were more powerful than overtake them and rule over them. See, when you stop fighting for freedom in your life, something's wrong. When there's a, a deep yielding inside of you, Kieran. Yeah, you. <laughs> or Nate. Or anybody back there. And you're not actively leaning into God. You might have adopted a mindset of defeat and start looking for other things to please you. Yeah. Listen, I know you guys are young, but God believes in you. He doesn't want you to look for other things to make you happy, to give yourself an identity. Right, Gabe? Can I get a dude over there? Thank you. That might be a two-dude operation, actually. <laughs> so, listen. If, if the, the Jews in the concentration camp said, that's it, I am fighting, they could have overthrown the guards like that. They needed the mentality that says, I'm in a battle and I choose to enter in. You can't do nothing and expect something to happen and then blame God because nothing does happen. Airborne is not a feeding tube. We're not going to put it down your throat and do all the work for you. You have to say, yes, I'm in and I choose. And so there's something you have to understand about Jesus. You know what his name means? If you like translate it, deliverance. You know, and listen, that's not for a a churchy concept, Kieran. I'm right here. It's, It's not for the idea of I'm saved now. Nobody thought that's what it meant. I mean, I don't know a lot of your friends if their biggest burden is like, man, where am I gonna spend eternity? I think God is way more relevant to our our actual life. He's way more relevant to 2019 than we realize. Um, So, there is not an area of your life that God doesn't want to touch. And there's not an area of your life where Jesus didn't supply everything that is needed for you to overcome. He heals all of your diseases. There is not a battle in your life that he doesn't want to fight for you and with you. There isn't a blessing that he doesn't have reserved for you. There's no, there's no sin that he doesn't want to forgive. There's no obstacle that he doesn't want to overcome. There's nothing in your life that he says, that's too much for me. And it's not just the major things in life, like, oh my gosh, I have cancer or something like that. He fights the battles of the little things. The small things. You know, and I felt like it was like... Um, Whack-a-mole. You guys ever play whack-a-mole? You know the thing comes up and you have the hammer and you go, bam, bam, bam. Every time you hit them, they go down. I'm glad. I thought that was other leaves. I was like, dude, what are you doing? (laughs) Okay, so whack-a-mole. I believe that, listen. It says, anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be rescued. Every place in your life where you actively put Jesus in is like whack-a-mole. He, he, 
releases power. He releases freedom. He releases blessing. But, guys, what if you stopped whacking the moles? What if you just took whatever came to you? See, that's where I want to put my finger on this year because you guys are young, but the Holy Spirit gives you responsibility. He gives you options to choose to say, hey, I want to engage in this Jesus movement. I want to engage in the kingdom of heaven. Do you have your hammer in your hand? And what that means is the areas in your life where you're, you're scared or the areas in life where there's an obstacle or do you just have your whack-a-mole when you come to airborne worship? Listen, I'm telling you, he works every day, everywhere, every time. I'm not saying it's like a slot machine. But I'm saying when you engage in the battle, God meets you and either produces something in you or changes the circumstance. And I don't want to be your feeding tube. <laughs> um, so he forgives all your sins. Every single one. Not, not half of them. Not most of them. He's your protector. He's your salvation. He is your favor. Um, so I just felt like God want to put a hammer back in your hand. It feels good to have something come against you and you say, I have an answer for that. God does not get disappointed with your struggles. You know, um, David, he took out the lion and he, God help me. And God helped me to out the lion. And then he took out the bear. God wasn't like, oh, come on, David. I just did something for you in 2018. Give it a rest. And then again, when the giant came, he got used to whack-a-mole. He said, give me the hammer. I know my God who saves me out of the circumstance I'm in. There is no such thing as a hard one or an easy one. They're all God's circumstances that he wants to save you from. Someone say amen or something. Whoa. Wow, I didn't think I was listening. No, but listen. Because you needed God yesterday, he's not frustrated because you need him today. He's not disappointed because you need him today. And because you needed a miracle in that moment, it's not bad that you need a miracle in this moment. Do you have the hammer in your hand? Man, it feels good. When you don't have any answers, guys, it's because you have no hammer and you just enter into the concentration camp and go around like the rest of your peers, lost and confused and without a purpose and without a direction, with no faith, with no solution for the problems. I'm not saying God makes the problem go away, but you enter into that dynamic. Um. Is your hand open for the hammer? There is, here's the thing. There is infinite power available. There literally is no limit to the power that God can give you. There's no limit. It's all according to how you want to use it. Um, so, and here's where I wanted to go. Wow, this is way shorter. So do you guys know what happened out there? By the way, okay, I don't know, with the bathrooms. This is why we can go to the bathroom. Okay. You, yeah, they got clogged, and they started coming up through the floors in all of the bathrooms and the carpets. So I'm a little discombobulated. Um, 
Yeah, or something. I don't know. I'm not going to say who I think it was now. <laughs> um, so, listen. Here's the deal. You can only fight your battle by the grace of God alone. Now, what, what do I mean by that? Um, God, he didn't give you a boost to make you acceptable to the Father. He wasn't like, here, you're missing a few things. Let me just add this and put this hat on you. And ta-da! He, he didn't give you a little bit more that you needed. He destroyed you completely and he gave you himself. And it's his, his very self that he's presenting to the Father um, so you can have access. Um, Jesus isn't some of your righteousness. He is all of your righteousness. He's every bit of it, every piece of it in every moment. He's the hammer. That righteousness is the hammer. So, you didn't add anything to his free gift, and you can't take anything away. Unbelief at the end of the day is this. It's living out of self-effort. It's living out of what you can do. That would make you enter the concentration camp. It can make you feel shame. It can make you isolate yourself. It can make you hate yourself over time. See, the enemy wants to separate you from God's power and push you into a defeated mentality as if you're your only helper. See, to engage in believing is what it actually means to be alive. It's why you're here. God made you with a, with a purpose. Imagine the very core that causes you to move forward, forsaking that and calling yourself a Christian. That would be so weak and watered down and nobody would want it. See, you have to understand this. In the Old Testament, once, once a year, this priest would go into the Holy of Holies. And um, if that priest had sin in his life, if he stole something that morning, if he beat his wife, yeah, really horrible things like that. <laughs> if he was drunk when he went in, that's not what would kill him. The only thing that would matter when he went in there was the quality of the blood of that lamb. Nothing else mattered in his life. The only thing that mattered was the quality of that sacrifice. The only thing that matters for you to get a big old hammer in your life to knock down any mole that comes before you is the blood of Jesus. It is never what you did or didn't do. It's never even how you feel. I am so serious. So many times we let sins tower over Jesus, tower over the blood. It's not, it's not okay. We can't do it. God wants to put such confidence in what he did that we deal with it like he deals with it. I don't see it anymore. I don't know it. I don't know what you're talking about. And if you can't pick up a hammer, I guarantee you this year is going to be like last year for you. Your life is waiting for it. God's waiting for you to take responsibility. He's not putting pressure on you. But he's waiting for you to engage. You don't get transformed because you're good. You get transformed because the blood of Jesus is so powerful. 
It is so mighty to set you free. And I, I just felt that there's, to provoke you, like some of you guys are living in a cycle of torment, and it's not God's will. You're living out of your own self, out of your own self-image. You're living out of your own strength. You're living out of your mistakes. And Jesus made a hammer for you. He made you something that you could have such confidence in where you are. You know, God doesn't, he doesn't see your sin anymore. He doesn't see your failure anymore. It doesn't exist to him. He sees Jesus. You know, the only reason that righteous Billy Graham went to heaven was because of the blood of Jesus. Guys, don't mix yourself and him. He destroyed you. Your righteousness is not adding to anything. Your obedience isn't adding to anything. Your good performance, your devotional life isn't making you more holy to God. And you say, what are you saying? I can do anything? No, but if you get a hold of this, you're going to be on fire for the rest of your life. See, the enemy wants to separate you from the actual gospel because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, unto deliverance. If you can get a hold of how good God is, you'll never beat yourself up and you'll stay connected to him and you'll overcome all the obstacles. You won't get stuck in lust. You won't get stuck in depression. You won't get stuck in anxiety. Holiness is not feeling shame. Holiness is this. It's being covered in the blood of Jesus and saying thank you. So many of you guys are on a a, a shame cycle. Well, you try hard and you fail and you feel bad. Try hard, you fail and you feel bad. That's exactly what he wants to deliver you from. Holiness is being covered with the blood of Jesus and saying, thank you. This is fully sufficient. I have no reason to doubt who I am before you. I have no reason to doubt my security before you. There's only one thing that can take away your sins and it can make you white as snow. You know, if you're trying to wait for your obedience to make yourself feel clean, you got it wrong. You missed it. You missed the gospel. You missed what God wanted to do, how he wanted to love you and wash you by his blood, not by your works. When you realize that your failure does not diminish the power of the gospel. You caught on to something that's powerful. You got a whack-a-mole. You got something that it will work in every circumstance where you don't have to wait for another season to come to you. You can start to engage. When you realize that you cannot and will not ever be disqualified no matter what, I'm telling you, you're entering into a freedom that's going to produce fruit in your life. See, when lust has more power than the blood of Jesus, there's a lordship issue. There's a God issue. I'm telling you, God wants to set people free this year. But there's only so much you can get by standing there and let the worship team wash over you. You're going to have to learn the ropes. You're going to have to move forward and get such confidence in the blood of Jesus. 
for yourself and for your friends. Um, I just felt like he wanted you to face this year with such confidence and that he didn't want the confidence to be you. He didn't want the confidence to be how you feel or how you think you're doing. That's the very trap of the enemy to get you stuck so that you can completely separate yourself from your circumstance and take that hammer and just start hitting the things in your life. I'm telling you, when you speak to them, something changes. So, maybe the reason you have fear is because you're not relying on the blood of Jesus. Maybe it's not that you have fear. Maybe it's that you're not relying on the blood of Jesus. Maybe it has a bigger place to take in your heart. You know, guys, the only way this thing is going to happen is through the gospel. It's us really understanding what he did. Paul said this. He said that I would be able to comprehend the power that was made available when he raised him from the dead. That's a personal whack-a-mole reality. So where is your confidence tonight? What are you relying on? Everybody's relying on something. You want to say something or you still want to praise the Lord? Well, I just, I mean, I've spoken different messages on this, but the truth is we need each other. Um, We need each other to help us in our weaknesses, and we need each other to confess our sins to one another. When you confess your sin to one another, it's not a shameful thing. It causes humility, you know? Um, And we just can't be alone. I think that's absolutely it. Um, But it's also a personal battle, and I want you guys to have incredible confidence you won't win apart from the gospel. You'll stay in the same cycle over and over and over. Um, and so uh, I felt like the, the Holy Spirit, he loves resets. He loves a reset. Um, he loves a clean slate. He's like windshield wipers for you. <laughs> he loves it. If you get in touch with how he feels about forgiveness... And how he feels about starting afresh and starting afresh, you'll be living under the blood of Jesus. Every morning, I mean, there's all these mercies out there. He's like, let's make fresh mercies. Let's make something special for for my children. He loves new beginnings. He loves fresh starts. Um, So I had a dream this week. And I was, um, I was told, or maybe it wasn't a dream. It was right when I woke up that um, the reason we have hope is not because we lean in. The reason we have hope is because we're the children of God. And it's not what we lean into, it's what we lay back into. And it's who we really are. And I just think that, guys, we can lay back as a company into the blood of Jesus and um, there's a tenacious confidence in the blood of Jesus that he wants to release to you guys.
um, expecting God to visit without actually knowing who he is and what he did. Um, that's like, he really wants you to know him. He really wants you to know the power that's in the gospel because you're going to demonstrate it to your friends. So um, why don't you guys stand up? We're going to get some Thor hammers out. <laughs> okay. No, it's got to be whack-a-mole. Maybe they have chop-a-mole. No. <laughs> Slap a backhand a mole. <laughs> a pelican a mole. Okay. This is what I want you to do. It's silly, but I listen, I want you guys to close your eyes. All right? I want you to close your eyes. Okay? Just, uh, I wish we had someone on keys, but we don't. Just close your eyes, all right? And I want you to think about the things that feel out of your control, the things that give you anxiety, um, the things that make you feel less than, that make you feel shame. Um, I want you to see these things popping up before you. Um, and then I just want you to put your, your hand out, of your right hand, right hand, left hand, left hand, okay? And um, I just say that, that God is releasing into your hand the absolute authority and confidence to deal with the most pesky uh, obstacles, giants, lions, bears, depression, defeat, poverty, you name it. God has the solution that the blood of Jesus is it's not just enough. It's more than enough that it scares the enemy. And the one thing he wants you to do is not pick up that hammer and not use what he did against him. And Lord, I just pray. I pray for your grace. I pray that this would be personal to people, God. I pray that, God, that they would even, they would even take the hammer in the next few days and say, God, you're enough to fight this battle. You're enough for me to overcome. You're enough for me to resist anxiety. You're enough, God, for me. And I just pray, God, that great confidence in Jesus would mark our entrance into 2019. And I just thank you in advance for all you're going to do. Amen. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.